This episode of On The Record is brought to you by Weasler Engineering. Whether you need low power for occasional use or high power for the toughest jobs, Weasler's PTO drive shafts have you covered. To learn more or to find the right PTO for you, visit www.weasler.com. I'm Executive Editor Kim Schmidt. Welcome to On The Record. Here's an update on what's currently impacting the ag equipment industry. In the last two weeks since UAW John Deere workers went on strike after rejecting a labor agreement, the strike has shown no signs of slowing down. To gauge industry sentiment regarding the situation, a recent farm equipment poll asked dealers if they support the strike or not. Roughly 54% of dealers indicated they do not support the strike, while 37% said they did and 8.5% weren't sure. Commentary from dealers who do not support the strike suggests Deere's record profits don't necessarily mean employees should see raises. One dealer said, when every business is struggling to find good employees, a strike is the kind of thing that holds a company back from progressing. Just because the employees see their company having large profits isn't a green light for the rank and file to get big raises. Some stated the UAW was taking advantage of the pandemic as leverage, with one John Deere dealership employee stating, While a pay raise may be justified, I believe they are taking advantage of the current worker shortage and pinning deer down when they have no other option. I believe this will set a precedent in many industries and further exacerbate the product shortages. Still, others mentioned that deer employees are paid at a higher rate than union employees at their competitors' plants, and suggested dealers that support the strike are likely not deer dealers. Dealers that do support the strike accuse Deere of prioritizing its shareholders, with one dealer saying, It seems to me that senior management at Deere are only interested in shareholder value and have completely forgotten about what it is that has made the company successful. Another dealer who supports the strike said, Take some of your record profits that you have been trumpeting for the last year and invest back in your employees that make you who you are. And hurry every chance you get. Your dealers would like to sell parts. Former Case IH Vice President of North America, Jim Walker, offered some insights on the strike and said, I think the entire UAW is looking at the Deer strike and negotiations to set the tone for future contracts with them by all manufacturers. Considering the profitability of Deer, backorder and pre-sold product and intense atmosphere the production workers have been working on during COVID, I think the Deer initial offer was a bit paltry. Much more will need to be offered to satisfy both UAW Deer as well as UAW in general. We will continue to keep you updated on the strike as events occur. This week's dealers on the move include Stoltz Sales and Service and Hub International, Brandt Tractor, Titan Machinery, and Florida Coast Equipment. Canadian Case IH dealers Stoltz Sales and Service and Hub International will be merging the two organizations to form Equipment Ontario. The merger will take effect December 1, 2021. The combined dealer group will have six locations. Brandt Tractor has completed its acquisition of service equipment, creating Canada's largest equipment dealer group. The acquisition adds 64 agriculture, transportation, and material handling equipment locations to Brandt's existing John Deere construction and forestry dealerships. Brandt now owns and operates 120 full-service equipment dealerships across Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, and operates an additional 50-plus service points. The new organization employs over 5,100 people. Case IH dealer Titan Machinery has acquired Jaycox Implement. The acquisition adds three locations in Worthington, Minnesota, Luverne, Minnesota, and Lake Park, Iowa. The deal is expected to close in December 2021. 
Kubota dealership Florida Coast Equipment has acquired three stores from Agricon Kubota Superstore. The dealership now has 10 stores across Florida. Now here's Michaela Pogner with the latest from the Technology Corner. Thanks, Kim. Supply chain shortages have some dealers digging out decades-old precision equipment to help their customers get crops off the fields. An industry-wide shortage of the GPS receivers used to run tractor guidance and data systems is leaving dealers and farmers without the equipment needed to record digital harvest maps. To fill in the gap during the busy September through November harvest season, Deer Dealer AgPro is putting GPS units from 2004 back to work. Alex Cutts, Integrated Solutions Consultant for AgPro Ohio, is one of five employees who helps precision customers at AgPro's 28 Ohio and Kentucky stores. He said all of the company's 78 stores are offering John Deere Starfire ITC receivers, one of Deere's earliest GPS receivers, to customers waiting for the new Starfire 6000 units. Other Deere dealers across the U.S. are doing the same. As of January 1st, ITC receivers can't receive the satellite signal needed for AutoTrack, making them useless up until recently. The receivers can still use the Wide Area Augmentation System, known as WAS, signal so they're able to document yield data. Deere also came out with an update a couple months ago to make the documentation signals more accurate and reliable in the field. The new Deere equipment is backwards compatible, so Cut says it takes next to nothing to get a customer up and running with the old receivers. So the guys that just want to do the documentation, they're pretty happy about that because it is a lot cheaper than just buying a whole new receiver. Um, some of them are bummed out that they can't run the auto steer system, but no, it's just something that we got to work through. And fortunately, our customers have been very understanding. The lack of GPS receivers is a result of the worldwide semiconductor chip shortage. As factories and ports shut down in 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic, production slowed and bottlenecks ensued. The shortage has impacted technology companies across industries, including agriculture. Andreas Reichart, founder of Reichart Electronic Innovations, says the company has felt the impact of the chip shortage in the last six to seven months. The lead time on chips is more than 50 weeks and still unstable, according to Reichardt. He hopes the market will start to improve by the end of spring of 2022. In the meantime, he's leveraging his supplier relationships to meet dealers and customers' demands. We have to openly discuss those situations quite often. And uh, what we also realize, there are always chances if you talk you find a different solution. We can maybe move material from A to B. We can exchange things. Shortage here is an overstock here, things like that. But the, the first thing is to keep contact with the farmers, with the dealers, a close contact, frequently uh, discussions for the situation. The procurement and ops teams at Precision Technology Company Trimble have also been taking action to mitigate the shortage. Guillermo Perez Iturbi, Director of Marketing at Trimble, says it's difficult to guess when the shortage will end as conditions and predictions change day to day. It's a challenging time, absolutely. We all are. Uh, 
actually experiencing that. Uh, nonetheless, uh, uh, we never stop shipping equipment uh, and uh, we never close our doors, right? Mm-hmm. And we never stop taking orders, right? So uh, we've been actually always being very proactive on working uh, with with our partners, uh, you know, to actually keep delivering high level of uh, simple and, you know, compatible technology to the market. Dealers, how are you balancing customer needs with supply shortages? Share your stories with me via the email below and answer our poll at precisionfarmingdealer.com. From the Technology Corner, I'm Michaela Plockner. Back to you, Kim. Thanks, Michaela. Echo reported its third quarter net sales of about $2.7 billion, an increase of 9.1% over the same period last year. Net sales for the first nine months of 2021 were approximately $8 billion, an increase of approximately 24% compared to the same period in 2020. Eric Hansodia, ACO's chairman, president, and chief executive officer said, ACO continues to face unprecedented supply chain and logistics disruptions, as well as material and freight cost inflation. Supply chain constraints have intensified in recent weeks, limiting our ability to meet our production and sales projections. Our efforts are focused on minimizing the impact of the supply chain disruptions to deliver strong full-year sales and earnings growth. Global market conditions remain positive as favorable farm economics are allowing farmers to upgrade and replace their aging fleets. With order boards significantly ahead of last year, we continue to see a strong response from our technology-focused products. ECHO will continue its investment in premium technology, smart farming solutions, and enhanced digital capabilities to support our farmer-first strategy and profitably grow the business and earn higher returns for its stockholders. ECHO sales increased across all regions during the quarter. The largest improvement coming in South America, where sales were up by nearly 40% to $383.3 million versus the same period last year. In North America, net sales for the quarter were $638.7 million, up 9.7%. The Europe Middle East region had sales of nearly $1.5 billion, up 4% over the third quarter of 2020. And in the Asia-Pacific Africa region, sales were up 2.2% to $240.7 million in the quarter. Looking ahead, net sales for the full year of 2021 are expected to range between $10.9 billion and $11.1 billion. Now here's Associate Research Editor Ben Thorpe with a data and trends update. Thanks, Kim. Results from the latest dealer sentiments and business conditions update found that a net 87% of survey dealers reported their new inventory as too low in September, down from 82% reported in the previous month and a new record low for the last 10 years. Among the 87% of dealers reporting their new equipment inventory too low, None reported their inventory as too high, and only 13% reported their new inventory in line with the previous month. Several surveyed dealers mentioned having their 2021 orders pushed out to 2022 and having their availability reduced. One dealer from the Lake States region said they'd sold equipment that they don't expect to see until the end of next year. Price realization was reported up 3.4% in September, surpassing the 3.1% reported in the previous month. Like previous months, Commentary suggests price increases are being caused by freight and material surcharges. One dealer from the Appalachia region reported seeing price increases, saying supply of equipment is down but pricing is up. We were able to sell some inventory and make decent margins. Another dealer from the Pacific region said they were surprised by the amount of people buying new equipment despite recent price increases. Back to you, Kim. As always, we welcome your feedback. You can send comments and story suggestions to kschmidt at lessetermedia.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.